Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. You know, uh, sometimes funny things happen in life. Have you ever had those uh, uh, situations, circumstances that uh, kind of pop up in your life that maybe are unexpected, but then when things end up, you're like, wow, I really am amazed at how God worked that thing out. I remember back a few years ago, I was, uh, I had, we had lost... We we lived in an old farmhouse, you know, we had woods behind us, and um, so we had a Chevy Tahoe, we had lost one set of keys, and the only other set of keys that we had, I had had in my pocket when I was riding my four-wheeler back up on the hill behind us, and when I got back to the house, we're, we're going somewhere, we're looking for keys, and, and I realized that, oh, I've lost the keys. So it's kind of a big deal. I spend, you know, start searching from that point. We look through the house. I finally like, oh, no, I lost it up there somewhere. I went and borrowed someone's metal detector so I could go, you know, because, you know, I called the Chevy dealership. And it was going to be like $300 and it was going to have to be towed there because it was going to, you know, I mean, it, it was kind of a big deal. So I'm like, man, I really need to find these keys. And it was, it was really fun. Now, now, this story doesn't paint me in a really good light, but I tell it anyways because it's, you know, I'm not trying to hide anything here. But so I spent hours looking for this. <clears throat> Couldn't find it. Could not find it. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I prayed. I'm like, Lord, let, help me find these keys. I, I need to find these keys. Lord, it's going to cost me this money. We were newlyweds. We didn't have money, you know. It, it was just, it was money we didn't have. And so, Lord, please help me. And I keep looking. And I'll find it. Lord, please help me find it. I'm looking. I'm not finding it. Lord, please help me find it. And, and, and I get kind of angry, right? Because God's not helping me find these keys. You know, Lord, you know how big of a deal this is for me. Why aren't you helping me find these keys? So we had this... Um, a cistern that was out beside the house and you know up above it. so I was sitting on the cistern there and I just started praying and this I said to God I'm like why is it that it seems like every other person in the world they pray prayers and their prayers get answered here I am and I I preach and I'm teaching I'm doing all this stuff but when I make a simple prayer to you you never hear what I I want to do what's the deal Lord what why don't you like me what is it about so you you can see how this conversation was going and, and I'm I'm giving God what for because he answers other people's prayers but he doesn't answer my prayers and as I'm sitting there I look right over here and under a leaf a big big leaf under leaf is my keys. Now, I've walked all past this thing. The only place that I would have been able to see the keys is sitting right where I was at. Of all the places in the yard, that was the one place that I could have been to see the keys. And here I was, and God put me right in the place. And let me tell you, you want to see a guy break down in tears. At that moment, I did, because I knew what I'd said. I knew how wrong I was and how good God is. 
Because He did answer my prayers. But sometimes He just needs to get us to a place, the place He needs us, so He can work in our lives. Sometimes the path that we take to get to God isn't a direct path. Sometimes the path that we take uh, to, to find our purpose in God isn't the straight path. Sometimes we take the long way around to get there. There is, a, in the scripture, there's a guy by the name of Moses. How many of you guys have heard of Moses? Raise your hand if you've heard of Moses. Most everybody here has heard of Moses. Yep, Moses is kind of a, a big deal, and, and they've made movies about him, right? Several movies. Yeah, he's a, Moses is a movie star and stuff. So we kind of know who Moses is. Well, Moses was raised in Egypt. God has a big plan for his life because when all the other children in Egypt were getting killed, God made a way to save Moses, right? Made a way to save him. His parents put him in that little uh, basket and sent him down there, he, uh, down the river, and he ended up being raised uh, by, in the Pharaoh's house as, as one of, of zones. But, but eventually he, he, he killed an Egyptian because he's seen some, some, uh, that they were beating these Israelite slaves and he has to flee Egypt. Now, you and I are looking at this, and if God's purpose is to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, doesn't it make more sense to you and I that he would take a guy who's living in Pharaoh's palace, living in, in, in the house of the king, take that guy so he can lead Egypt out? But that's, that's not God's plan. God took Moses out of Egypt. The first 40 years of his life, he spent in Egypt. But the next 40 years of his life, he spent in the wilderness. Well, that doesn't sound good, does it? But the scripture said that while he was in the wilderness, this is in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here Am I? Moses didn't find his calling and his purpose in the palace of the king. He found it in the backside of the desert in a bush that was burning and wasn't consumed. I'm going to let that soak in for just a second. Sometimes you and I get in a hurry to get to God's purpose in our life. But I want to tell you that sometimes for God to get us to where we're going, He takes the long way around. Sometimes in our lives, it's, it's not... The purpose, just getting straight there, that's so important to God. But it's getting us to who we need to be to fulfill that purpose. We aren't 
all, we definitely aren't who we used to be, are we? You, you live, you learn, don't you? There are things in my life that I was ready for uh, 20 years ago. There are things in my life that I'm ready for and can handle today. There are things that I'm equipped for now as a believer that I wasn't equipped for 10 years ago. There are things that I've been through, experiences that I've had that have changed me, changed who I am, and changed my faith in God. But I want you to understand, just because you've taken a detour doesn't make God's purpose for your life any less important. In Matthew chapter 5, we have a story of a woman. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. It tells us about this woman. It says, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, better but rather grew worse, that is, that is not a good prognosis, is it? Twelve years she'd been sick. She had suffered many things of many positions. She had spent all that she had and had not gotten better, but still got worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. See, here's, here's the thing that's significant about this story, and I, I want to... She was desperate. I mean, I mean we, we, we read, it doesn't, you don't really have to read into it much to figure out she was desperate she was someone who had tried everything she had she had this sickness for 12 years and she had tried suffered not just tried had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all she had she was desperate finally she wasn't getting any better she was getting worse but her desperation brought her to a point where she was so low so far down that she was if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. You're saying that people have to be desperate to come to Jesus? No, I'm not saying people have to be desperate to come to Jesus, but I'll tell you this. Jesus likes desperate people. He does. That's the exact kind of person Jesus loves to work in there. When you have no other hope. When you have no other place to go. When you've tried everything else. You've tried to fix it on your own. You've tried to do it your own way. And nothing has gotten better. But it has just gotten worse. That is exactly the point that Jesus says, I can do something with you. That's exactly the point she was. And immediately when she came in contact with Jesus, she was healed. She tried many healers on her way to get true healing. She'd filled her life with a lot of stuff. 
trying to find the healing that she got in a moment through Christ. I'm telling you, we look at the detours we take in, in, in life and the experiences that we have, and we're like, wow, I can't believe I did that, or I was that dumb, or I was that stupid. Why would I? I can't understand it. God, there's no way God can forgive me. There's no way He. But I want you to understand that sometimes those detours in our life bring us exactly to the place where we need to be at the foot of Christ. One more person I want to talk about in Luke chapter 15. It tells us a story about a man, a certain man, who had two sons. Right? Luke chapter 15, verse 11, says this, And he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. You know, I told you guys it was Tuesday was when the Lord was dealing with me on this sermon, right? And so on Tuesday, I'm out mowing the yard and I'm getting there. See, Reagan had helped me mo this was your this was our first time and i've got video of it it's awesome i got a zero turn mower have you got yeah so everybody here knows the zero turn what i'm talking about right it's got the levers and you do this and it kind of goes and i've got i've got some video of her and she's coming around and just like this and that whole back and just like that real hard and and she was doing pretty good but then she got to a point where she just kind of quit following the you know the straight lines and she just kind of went wherever she wanted to now she did she eventually got off on one spot reg that you didn't get one but that wasn't bad i thought oh this is gonna be terrible i'm gonna have but there's one spot she missed now it took her two hours to mow a 20 minute section of the yard i let her mow but she got it all done and so uh, this is Monday, and, I, and I'm talking to uh, my buddy who lives down the road there. He, he'd stopped by, and he'd seen her out on there, and he, he, you know, he was curious too. You know? So I was standing out there talking to him, and I, I told him, I said, listen, if I can teach her now, I'm going to get 10 good years of her mowing my yard. <laughs> you know? I've got time, and if I'll invest a little time right now, I can, I can you know, I'm, I don't have to do it no more for a while. And then I got Truett coming up a few more years. He'll be able to do it. Then one of them's going to mow. One of them's going to weed eat. And life's going to be good at the Swango house, right? So, uh, you know, and I'm sitting there on the mower and I'm thinking about how, you know, of course, this is the first time how she's, she's just kind of gone all over the yard, right? And that, that's when it occurred to me that sometimes the path we take to get where we're supposed to be isn't the straight path. Sometimes we learn some lessons through life. Sometimes we don't really find and understand things until we've been through some things. And this morning in, in Luke chapter 15, there was a certain man that had two sons, right? And he's at home, he's with his father and things are good, but he's like, no, dad, I want, I want everything that's come to me. I want my inheritance. I want it now. And so his dad gives it to him and it, it isn't very long that he takes that. He goes into a faraway country. 
a faraway country. And then when he's there, he's got all this money, all this stuff. He wastes it. All these resources, all this, all this stuff that he has, he goes there and he just wastes it. On, as, as it, uh, it says, wasted his substance with riotous living. He's having a good time. But the problem was is that eventually it ran out. And about the time that he ran out of all his resources says there was a famine in that land. There was a lack for, for people who, who had and who lived there. There was a lack. So a stranger, a foreigner in this country who had came in, now there's a famine in the land. What's he going to do? Well, the story says that he ended up uh, finding this guy who hired him to go out and take care of, of the pigs. And he was so hungry that he, he would have, if, if the guy would have, he didn't want to steal, but if the guy would have given it to him, he would have ate the, the food that he was feeding to the pigs. We pick up in verse 17, it says, And when he came to himself, this is, he, this is him in the pig pen, it says, And when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. This is in his mind. This is what he's going to do. I'm going to go back. This is what I'm going to tell my dad. But the, the scripture tells us is that he goes home. His dad sees him when he's a long way off. His dad comes running to him. He starts to, he, he gives this speech. Dad, I'm no longer worthy to be called a son, you know. All this stuff that he'd been rehearsing in his mind to, to tell his dad and to kind of smooth things out and make okay. And his dad came and he fell on him. He hugged him. He kissed him. He ignored what his son was saying about, just make me one of your servants. He, he said, go, go kill the fatted calf. Put a ring on his finger so everyone knows that he's mine. Go kill the fat. We're going to have a celebration because my son that was dead is now alive. My son that was gone is alive. But, but as I'm reading this story, I thought to myself, he had to go into a faraway country to find his way home. He was living at home. But it wasn't until he was in a faraway country. That he found his way home. And folks, what I want to say is you, you look at the mistakes that we make in our life, the, the things that we do, the things that we've done wrong. And I want to tell you, this morning, I, I believe that there is such a thing as a divine appointment. I believe that there is a point in our life just like this prodigal son where he was down there and he was in the, the, the pig pen. And he's like, you know what? How much better is it at my father's house? As the scripture describes it, he came to himself down there in that pig bin. He says, how much better is it back at dad's house? Back where things were good. And I believe that there are places that God brings us to in our lives. Where those moments happen, we're like, you know what? <clears throat> I've went a long way away. But now I really understand what God's wanting to do in my life. 
Sometimes God brings us to those places, those intersections in our life, and He says, you know what, everything that has happened in your life was to bring you to this place so that you can, you're desperate enough to reach out and touch the hem of my garment. You've wandered enough in the wilderness so that you'll listen to me and you can find your purpose in me. This is, this is, listen, I'm telling you that there are Christians here, there are Christians here this morning who need to find their purpose. You've been wandering around for a long time. But that's okay. God's used your wandering so that He could bring you to a place on the backside of the desert where He's going to speak to you. That, listen, there are, there are people who have been in a spiritual desert inside of this church this morning. You've been in a spiritual wasteland in your life. You've not paid any attention to the spiritual things. Nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. You're not seeing God move. But that's okay. Because what He's getting ready to do in your life, the purpose that He has, He, he, had to, he, he just took you on a detour so He could get you to the place where He could use you. So that you're hungry for it. That you're thirsty for it. And there are people who've tried everything and filled their life with all kinds of stuff, trying to find peace, trying to find healing, trying to find something that satisfies, and it just, it just hasn't worked. But all those things that you've tried and failed have brought you to a place of desperation. And that place of desperation is leading you to the foot of Christ. And there are some that have detoured a long way away in their life. You went, you went down the back roads, the side roads, and you've ended up in a faraway country. And all of a sudden, you're looking, he's like, you know what? This, this God, he, he loves me, he sent his son for me. That's what I want. I just want to go back there. And I will tell you this. Sometimes it's the detours that get us right where we need to be. <laughs> I heard a preacher preach one time. He said, sometimes God's got to take you left to get you right. And it's true. Sometimes the path to getting you where you need to be isn't a straight shot. Sometimes we make mistakes and we, we mess up. But that doesn't mean that this point that you're at right now isn't exactly where God wants you to be. And it isn't exactly the moment that God has ordained to move in your life. To make a change in your heart. This is the exact place that he wanted you to be. And I believe this morning there are some in here that have a divine appointment. It's been on the books for years in heaven. And God was going to be speaking to you here this morning. And everything that he's done, everything that has happened in your life, 
the good and the bad have brought you right to this place. And this morning, as the Spirit's speaking to your heart, it's up to you to respond. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.